are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks On Diamondbacks podcast, a part of the Locks On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please check out my website, MillerThomas24, thatmyportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design For today's show, we got Bryce Patrick of Locked on Rangers on the podcast to discuss the most recent series between the two teams. Is Bryce even happy to see his team sweep the D-backs? What young players is he keeping his eye on down the stretch? And then we talk about, is it good to have Ketel Marte on a team that's so bad? The overall philosophy, is it good to have at least a superstar on a really, really poor team like the D-backs. So me and Bryce get into a whole bunch of different discussions on today's pod. But remember, join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on Lockdown MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Lockdown MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's jump right into the pod with Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers. All right, Locked On Nation. It's been a minute. It's been a very long time. Maybe a year, maybe over a year since you've last heard his voice. I was going to say seen him, but we're we're not on YouTube just yet over here on Locked On Dimebacks. Maybe soon, sneak peek, low preview, maybe soon. But it is Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers. Bryce, say what's up to the listeners who haven't heard your voice in forever. It's been it's been a while. You know, we're not on YouTube either. And, you know, I, I said this on my last episode with, with Jason Burke, which was on YouTube because the A's are good. You know, I think <laughs> I'm just too handsome to be on YouTube. I think the same oh. goes for you, Millard. We're just Thank too you. good looking. For the YouTube viewers to handle so much of us, you know, every single day, it's just too much for them. Yeah, I, I would probably agree with that sentiment. I mean, I don't want all my male followers just fawning over me because I know uh, <laughs> that's our mostly our target audience. Is, uh, is <laughs> I remember when we used to do the the ads to begin the pods? It was like men between eighteen and forty four. <laughs> if you like to listen to podcasts and stuff, it's like all right, it's probably ninety percent males listen to this. But any females in sports or women in sports who love sports who play sports, thank you for following the podcast. We. Love everyone from every race, ethnicity, gender. It does not matter. We support everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network. But on today's Dang podcast, right. that's right. That's right. That just goes. That, we shouldn't even have to say that. That should just be uh, a fact. <laughs> basic. A fact. Just basic human things. Yeah, basic human decency. But what two teams that do not play decent baseball are <laughs> our two teams, the D-backs and the Rangers. And it was, you know, the Tangathon this week. Uh, I didn't even realize there's a two-game series. I hit up Bryce Patrick like 30 minutes ago, like, yo, we got to do a crossover because I usually always talk to the the host we lose to after every series. I didn't know this was going to be a two-game series. So D-backs, of course, get swept. We had Zach Gallon on the mound in the first game, Luke Weaver on the mound in the second game. It's only his second start back from injury. So Bryce, 
coming from the team with the winning ways, coming from the team who can come out here and just dominate another team and pull off a sweep, how does it feel as the Lockdown Rangers host to just dominate a series like that? Uh, it feels weird. The Rangers are actually on a four-game winning streak. They came in on a two-game winning streak, and they won two more. And I'm like, all right, that's enough. It's <laughs> like that that TikTok uh, sound, like, okay, that's good. That's good. Okay, that's enough slices. Like, that's enough wins in September. Like, they're not really doing you any good. Like, just just calm down. Like, it's nice to see a win every once in a while. But, like, just chill out, all right? Do this in April, not in September. Yeah, and the D-backs were trying to do the same thing. They started the second half after the MLB All-Star break. They were like 8-8 eight and eight in their first 16 after the All-Star break. So I was like, all right, they're playing 500 baseball. They look competitive. Maybe they're at least trying to give us some optimism for next season. But I believe they've lost 12 of their last 16 now. So all that's been wiped away. The D-backs are back to being the worst team in baseball. So let's clap it up real quick for the D-backs because they've re-overtaken the number one overall pick from the Baltimore Orioles. Shout out Connor Newcomb of that podcast because i'm sure he wants the number one pick as well so for me as the d as the d-backs host i'm telling d-backs nation it's okay we want these games to be competitive we want them to go down to the wire but at the end of the day if matt peacock wants to come in the ninth inning and blow the game that's okay with me i'm fine with a fun (laughs) game make it competitive give us a comeback in the ninth uh give us a comeback maybe in the seventh and blow it in the ninth i'm happy with that so at this point in the season knowing your team is in contention at least there's still around 25 games 23 games left in the season knowing your team probably is still in contention for the number one overall pick uh how hard are you rooting against the rangers at this point in the season um kind of hard i it's I think they're what six ish games out of the first pick for uh, the Elijah Green uh, sweepstakes is is what it is I believe at this point in case in case y'all don't in case you haven't talked about Elijah Green he's an outfielder um, his dad played for the Steelers as a defensive end for quite a while um, he's probably going to be the first overall pick um, in this upcoming draft and that kid seems pretty special so that number one overall pick this year I think means a lot more than it did one versus two in this past draft um, but like I am. I like I was fully on team tank, especially when they were losing quite a bit. Now they're kind of um, the hard thing. It's a hard thing to do and blow it in the ninth when you've actually named a closer and <laughs> that closer is actually good. And he's a young guy. He's going to be there for a hot minute. Joe Barlow. Um, I think he came in. I know he came in at least the last game, um, mm-hmm. pitched a third of an inning. But uh, the guy's a rookie this year. He's 25 years old, has a 174 ERA in just under 21 innings, um, an ERA plus of 252. I feel like that's more. Um, speaking to how well he's been doing, but the guy's been really solid. Um, a guy who I didn't wasn't quite sure could figure it out. Did a lot of work with um, uh, what's the what's the name of the camp? The the smart people up in the northwest. The smart base not I like this. I know basketball does a Sloan conference like that. It's not. It's not. It's the, uh, the oh saber who, like saber. No 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 not saber. It's like an actual camp where they work and do funky things with guys um, to kind of like I can't think of the name. It's going to kill me. And as soon as we hang up this podcast, um, it's going to drive me insane. Um, but anyway, he did a lot of work on like shaping his pitches and um, he like just a conversation with his brother kind of helped him get out of his own head. Um, and he's really taken that next step. And as you kind of saw a little bit in this series, the Rangers rotation is full of youngsters that like just got their start, um, just got an opportunity because they had so many starting pitchers on the COVID IL list because just a couple of weeks back. Um, they had, I believe, three different starting pitchers on the COVID IL, 
in Dane Dunning, Mike Fultinevich, um, and Spencer Howard as well. So some of these guys that were in AAA, they weren't, I don't think they were initially quite ready to get them up, but now they've gone up and they've done really well in Glenn Otto and uh, AJ Alexi. Um, those two guys mainly for sure. And then Taylor Hearn, I don't think he pitched in that series, but he's a guy who was in the pen for quite a while. Uh, a guy who I absolutely loves having just absolutely making the most of his time as a starter. Hasn't started since um, a couple years back, um, but was doing so well out of the bullpen. And they're like, you know what, let's give him a chance to start. He added another pitch. He was a three pitch guy this year. He added a sinker. He's more of a four pitch guy, able to be more um, efficient in his his time um, throwing more strikes. Um, I believe his last start, which which is on Sunday against the angels, he threw a career high 70 or seven innings, not 70 innings. That would be a heck of a game. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, did it averaging about like 10 ish pitches per inning. So he's really learning how to be a starter. And one of the big developmental wins for the Rangers this year. I will ask Bryce, which young players is he keeping his eye on down the stretch? But, I want to tell you something. I share a bed with a Pro Bowl QB, an Olympic swimmer, and a national women's soccer star. I should explain. When I heard how many elite athletes sleep on a molecule mattress and call it their best sleep ever, I ordered one for myself and they are spot on. I'm no elite athlete, but I do have back issues and molecule mattress helped fix the issue. Molecule sleep scientists literally created the world's most perfect mattress. It's unlike any other mattress in a box. It's cool to the touch, not like other foam mattresses. It has six times the airflow of my old mattress, so it keeps me cool all night, and it's antimicrobial. Molecule mattress is how elite athletes and Miller Thomas get the best sleep ever. Sleep on your Molecule mattress risk-free for 100 nights. If you don't have your deepest, most restorative sleep ever, return it. Visit OnMolecule.com and save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON. Again, save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at OnMolecule.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and get a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. Yeah, so it sounds like you at least got a few pieces you're keeping your eye on. I mean, at this point in the season with our two teams, September's all about, as they say, let the young kids play. So we're going to be seeing a lot of young talent at this time. So you've mentioned a few guys. Who are, are those all the guys you're keeping your eye on? Like what? who do you think can be a keeper on maybe the next iteration of the next Rangers team that makes it to the World Series and loses? 
<laughs> well, you know, there's a few options. Um, I think Taylor Hearn is going to be a starter for quite a few years. Joe Barlow, I think, has locked down that closer role for now. We'll see what happens when uh, Jose Leclerc and Jonathan Hernandez come back from injury uh, next season. They've been out this whole year with uh, different elbow injuries, which is a real bummer. Um, and that's the reason why Ian Kennedy was the, the closer this year, because those two guys both went down before the season started. Um, but it's mainly the rotation guys. The offense has not been um, – it's not been doing too hot. Nathaniel Lowe has been looking better as of late, um, but he's just not quite hitting for enough power for a guy who is an offense first, a bad defensive first baseman. Um, Nick Solek was sent down for a little while. Since he's come back up, it's been about uh, three-ish weeks. He's looked much, much better, much more like himself. Adolis Garcia has been kind of the breakout offensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. That's been really exciting. Um, Lily Tavares struggled just horrendously offensively to start the season look pretty good in triple a started hitting for more power he's a guy who is one of if not the best defensive center fielder in baseball at this moment and he's so young like he was fantastic defensively last year um but the offense has always lagged a little bit behind he's still pretty young like he's been a prospect for so long and he's been like there's a little bit of prospect fatigue there of like all right we've known this guy's name for forever um but he's still i believe 23 years old this year um no 22 this is age 22 season he might have turned 23 this year but like the offense will get there um the numbers don't look good at all because i think once he called got called back up because of the covid situation he was i think over 20 something in his first like six games or whatever and then once he broke out of that out of the last seven games he's been doing much much better offensively so those are those kind of guys that i think are going to stick around the offense like there's just severe question marks. The starting pitching rotation, like over just the last couple of weeks, basically since that COVID thing has been um, really impressive. It went from like, all right, we've got Dane Dunning. Um, and then Kohei Arihara is going to be there next year. Um, and we're going to see what, how much, how many innings we can get out of Spencer Howard. Cause they're still trying to stretch him out into being a starter, but like, man, it's been really encouraging having like, basically three guys jump into the rotation that you weren't really expecting to be solid starters and do exactly that. Yeah. It's also more fun when they're young too. Cause it makes you feel like they're going to be around for a while. And then it gives you a little bit of confidence that if they do hit their potential, maybe this could be a really good team and a really good core in the future for the D backs. I'm still looking for those pieces. The D backs have a lot of young players, but have those players really produced on the big league level? I still have my qu- uh, questions when it comes to the D-backs developing their young players. So I want to throw that question to you. How much do you trust the Rangers to develop these young players for them to reach their ceilings? Because it wasn't that long ago when Jackson Profar was considered the best prospect in baseball, five-tool player. And I, I, I don't know if I would consider him to hit his ceiling. He's been around for a while, but I don't think so. Joey Gallo, he's been a 40 home run guy, but... Maybe I, I'll throw it out to you. Do you think he's reached his ceiling? Do yeah. you think this ring? Okay. okay. Oh, absolutely. Right. Joey Gallo is like, Joey Gallo is one of the weirdest players. And also Jerickson Profar, like, it's just the weirdest bad luck with him. He had like mm-hmm. a couple of shoulder injuries, um, missed the better part of like three seasons. Um, all right when he was like, they traded Ian Kinsler to give him an everyday spot um, at second base um, because he wasn't going to push Elvis Andrews off a of shortstop just yet. Uh, and then that's like right when all those injuries hit, which, you know, suck because I loved Ian Kinsler and I also still love Jerickson Profar. So Profar just finding his way back. He also had a bit of a bout with the yips 
um, not being able to throw from second base to first base when he was with Oakland because um, they traded him uh, once he started getting healthy. He had one fully healthy season again, I think, in 2017 with the Rangers before they traded him to Oakland. He was there for a couple of years, and now he's doing decently well as kind of a bench bat with the San Diego Padres. Um, but Gallo's kind of hit his ceiling. A lot of people overlook how good he is because they just look, oh, betting average, not good. But, like, he's leading the league in walks. He's got most ridiculous raw power, a two-time gold glover, um, two-time all-star. Well, he hasn't won a second gold glove yet, but he will this year. Um, but they, in the past, have really struggled with developing pitchers. Just a horrible job with developing pitchers. But now it's looking like they've got quite a few guys that are really making some solid strides. Um, not even just these guys who have been called up like Taylor Hearn, AJ Lexi, um, but the guys who are just right there waiting in the wings in the minor leagues. Um, obviously, you have uh, Cole Wynn, who was my top pitching prospect in this system, um, and now they have Jack Leiter as well. Um, Wynn is in, uh, I believe he's still in AA right now. Uh, if not, he just got the bump to AAA. Um, he's 22 years old. He'll be up, and he should be a pretty solid starter for a few years. And then they have Josh Young, who is um, beloved Red Raider um, third baseman, who is now in uh, AAA. Probably won't be up this year at all. We'll probably see him sometime next year at third base. They basically only signed a couple of journeymen to play third base this year because they knew Josh Young was probably coming. Would have been up, I think, at some point this year, if not for a foot injury that took about a month and a half-ish off his season. But I, I will flip it on you and say you do have one guy who I think is pretty solid. Um, his name is Cattell Marte. <laughs> oh my He's God. not Where too bad. <laughs> Where is and this I, going? I am. I am the one of the things. One of the many reasons why I hated training Joey Gallo. I I do believe eventually like it it kind of was the right move, but there is something important about having those stars while you're on a rebuilding team. I know you want to like if you're not winning and their guys like at that elite level and you can get a good haul for which i think the rangers have uh glenn auto is actually one of the pieces well basically like the third or fourth piece i'd say in that joey gallo trade um but there is something important about having a star in those rebuilding times someone you can point to and say put on like the brochures on the tickets mm -hmm. on the billboards on the commercials like hey box look, office we've got Cattell Marte. We may suck, but he doesn't. So come <laughs> watch him. Or like when the Rangers were sucking earlier this year, it's like, hey, we got Kyle Gibson and Joey Gallo. <laughs> Are the Rangers going to lose by 10? Maybe. But Joey Gallo is going to hit some crazy home runs. He's going to throw out some idiot who's trying to get, get an extra base on him, run to third base, and they don't know that his arm is literally a bazooka. So, like, yeah, come watch that. doesn't matter if they lose. Right now, the Rangers don't really have that. I mean, I <laughs> like these positive guys. I'm a positive about these AJ Alexi, Taylor Hearns, but like there's not that one besides the Dolores Garcia. I will give a Dolores Garcia that he is fun. He is exciting. He is something to go to the ballpark for. Um, but over the long term, is he like an above average to all-star player? I'm not sure that he is, but he is fun as heck. But do you think that's something that's important to have that guy to point to when your team sucks real bad? 
I will answer that question by Bryce Patrick of Lockdown Rangers, but it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorites from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. With the ever increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you will need. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find that solution to fit your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked down in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. get back into the pod oh yeah i definitely think it's important now obviously it's not important in terms of wins and losses because that's not really how baseball works but in terms of getting people in the seats and just keeping fans i guess entertained and engaged with the season as long as possible the only annoying part is every locked on host coming on here and asking so what what will it take to get ketel Marte to my team like guys <laughs> With Ketel Marte is under contract for like two or three more seasons, around $8 million. Like he's he's dirt cheap for a guy who can finish top three in MVP voting. So I'm not trying to get rid of Ketel Marte. And when it comes to trading star players in baseball, I'm not really trying to do it. I don't like most packages teams get back for when they trade their star player. I didn't love the Nolan Arenado deal. At the time, I didn't love the Mookie Betts deal. I'm coming around to it a little bit no, more. No, you should but- not come around. Do not come around to that deal. No, Arenado was was the worst GM. But I will say, like, I I was with you. That's also why I didn't want to trade Joey's because, like, all right. Because when the Rangers were contending back in, like, 2015-16, it took these huge prospect deals, like, very – like, a lot of prospect cash to go get this, like, go get certain guys. And, like, there was rumors when – right when – uh Profar's value is at its highest of like maybe a Jerkson Profar for Giancarlo Stanton trade back when he was with Miami. Like it was like, that was actual, an actual thing that was like thought about, but like before this year, Wander Franco was about, about at that level. They -hmm. wouldn't trade Wander Franco for like anything. Like maybe they might trade him for like Fernando Tatis Jr. Or Mike Trout. Like I don't even sure that they would. Because the Rays are such sheepskates. That's a whole different thing. But, like, I don't know. I think it's kind of turning around because, like, the the Joey Gallo trade, like, that was – 
it wasn't a huge thing, and it was pointed to that none of those guys were, I believe, top five Yankees prospects. But right now, the guys that they got, they slotted in at seventh and eighth, um, according to Pipeline on the Rangers' top ten prospects, um, as well as Glenn Otto, who's looking to be really solid, much better than I thought he was still in their top 30, according to Pipeline. Um, but like, it's looking a little bit more, and getting Spencer Howard, who was, for the last couple of years, the Phillies' like number one overall prospect. He's been a major leaguer this year and he kind of had a little bit of a setback because they couldn't figure out, is he a starter, is he a reliever? And they didn't make up their mind. And I think they definitely were able to get him at his low point, but like, that's a serious guy who's got some serious upside for Kyle Gibson, who hasn't, he's is having a fantastic season, had a good second half of last year. And Ian Kennedy has been, or was solid with the Rangers this year. I don't know. He's been as solid with them, but like that was a pretty, above what I thought they would get kind of haul for that package. So I think it's starting to turn around. It's not quite where I would want it to be if I was you trading Cattell Marte um, mm-hmm. because Joey Gallo, they had, I mean, uh, the Yankees get a year and a half of control over him. But like I would be asking for the freaking moon if I were you and or I, I was the Diamondbacks front office. Also, speaking of youngsters, I got to give my condolences for uh, Jordan, for Jordan Lawler, his yeah. season being over. He's a guy who I wanted the Ranger to get so badly, so badly. But, like, it sucks that his season's over. But I think you guys got a good one for the long term. Hope he gets back and healthy. Um, actually, a guy who's performing the surgery is the Rangers' team doctor, uh, oh, okay. Kevin Meister. Um, so he's coming back to, to Dallas to get that surgery. Probably going to hang out with his family while he's doing his offseason. But, like, y'all got a solid guy. I can't believe he fell all the way to you guys at six. That was insane. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. It seems like all the reports have been pretty great that this guy is going to be maybe a potential star in the league. But the only sad part is, like you said, he's hurt. He's done for the season. The D-backs, number one prospect coming into the year, like hurt himself in the first week of the minor leagues as well. So the top two prospects in the organization went down pretty much in the in the first couple of games that they played in the D-backs uniform this year. So that's just kind of the season has been for the D-backs. But I, I don't have to cry to you because <laughs> you, you, you're one of the only few people in the Lockdown Network that could feel my pain. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. And remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. And come back tomorrow for part two with Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers where we discuss the trade deadline deals that they pulled off. You're not going to want to miss that conversation. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!